Welcome to Devoted Family, where we have conversations about faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. And our foundation for all of these is the Word of God. We hope to encourage, equip, and learn from one another as we put these principles into action. We believe that ministry starts at home, and if each person is faithful in that role, the world will be a very different place. We pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you through us in today's discussion, and that you would be open to the life that He wants for you and your family. Welcome, welcome. Well, we are super pumped um, that we get to share this with you because we have been dreaming about this for a long time, um, mm-hmm. just to really make a difference in, in families' lives. And so we want to share a little bit about who we are individually and then also what Devoted Family is all about. So my name is Manfred Jeske, and I'm here with my wife, Crystal. And we also have a six-month-old baby boy whose name is Callan. And he is asleep. Praise Jesus. Finally, which (laughs) happens very rarely. No, he's doing better. Yes. But I just want to share a little bit about my background, um, just so we get to know each other a little bit better. I am originally from South Africa and came to the U.S. about 10 years ago. I came on a tennis scholarship and play tennis really most of my life competitively. It's um, very, very good. I mean, it is a wonderful sport. <laughs> <laughs> and so I studied chemical engineering at the University of Arkansas in the middle of nowhere. But now I realize it is a <laughs> fairly big school. And I actually grew up in a Christian home in South Africa, a Lutheran, German-speaking Christian home. And started following the Lord seriously at the age of 13, um, which was just a huge blessing to have parents who really supported um, us and and discipled us and taught us. Really awesome. And so currently I work at a company here in Houston, an energy company. um, And I'm also, I love entrepreneurship and think it's huge and empowers people. And as a result, just started a software company and investment company as well. And not to go into this too much, but I really have loved hearing you talk about entrepreneurship in a biblical sense of Mm -hmm. how it actually is very, very, um, biblical to, you know, maybe even have your own business, but that's another talk. And we'll have a whole different podcast around that topic for sure. Yeah. Um, well, so that's my husband and I am Crystal. I'm his wife. The better Um, part. No, no, no. (laughs) But I am not from South Africa. I'm from Oklahoma, which is not nearly as interesting. However, I, um, I was also raised in a Christian home, but you know, really it was more of a Christian athletic home because we focused on sports a lot. And so we were good people, but you know, I was exposed to the gospel at a young age and I'm so grateful for that. Um, and so I do believe, you know, looking back, I do believe that I decided to follow Jesus at a young age, but it really wasn't until later in life that, um, I started to actually, you know, know his word and seek out what he would have for me over my own desires. And so mm-hmm. that took a long, long time, but I'm so grateful that uh, we got there and still am moving toward that sanctification. So, uh, but anyway, so I played golf for most of my life and every other and sport. And professionally as well. Uh, I played a lot of golf, but, um, so I, that actually is what took me to school too. And so went and studied finance and then ended up getting my MBA after at the 
encouragement of my husband. And so now I work at a very, very, very large company in the Woodlands, Texas, and I do corporate consolidation reporting for them right now. But She's actually, a little smarty one. Oh, no, I just play in Excel all day. But I am actually on maternity leave, which is a really hard job being a full-time mom right now um, for the next couple of weeks, actually. And then I'm going back because Callan, our son, is mm-hmm. six months old, and he is a little handful. She is definitely an incredible wife and even better mom i would say currently she's got a huge <laughs> what responsibility are you no. <laughs> no she's an amazing the best wife ever um yes but this this devoted family idea really came about when when crystal and and i were serving at a um, recovery ministry and we just saw so many herds that really were rooted in in childhood struggles and and just climates mm-hmm. of of the home in in families, you know, where a lot of the people came from. Yeah. You know, I think that we, we just started to see that not only is the family God's first line of discipleship and the first plan, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to really grow his people and just the emphasis that he places on the family and the household, but also the enemy is just targeting the family, especially in the United States, but all over the world. So we, uh, just really, we're more and more called to, Hey, speak into these families. You know, we have to team up and do this thing Mm -hmm. together. You know, you are not alone and we can really dive into a lot of the issues that many families struggle with and Mm -hmm. encourage one another, sharpen one another, equip one another. And so really we're in this with you. We are in the thick of it because we are a young family, but um, you know, we are just looking to lean on God's word together Mm -hmm. and really yeah, just yeah. win. And there's an, there's a really amazing verse in Deuteronomy. Actually, it's in six chapter six where it talks about you know, it says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength." And then it says, "These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up." Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and your gates. You know, and, and this is such an incredible verse, you know, that just reminds of us of how important it is, you know, that we, we impress the commandments of the Lord, you know, on our families and that we would invest and teach our kids to walk in, in His way, you know. Um, so our question is just, man, imagine if everybody did this, you know, if, if every family mm-hmm. was committed to to investing in their family and taking it in seriously and intentionally um, seeking out how can we um, grow and invest in our family unit, you know, and that would change everything. I mean, it would completely change everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, starting at the root, it's just incredible how it's a cycle where it just, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to turn it around. It's hard to break it. And maybe you even didn't have, you know, any of the hurts that we were really talking about. Maybe it's just been kind of stagnant or um, maybe, you know, you need to make your own traditions and build your own faith. Maybe you're riding on the faith of your parents. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, there are so many different places that people could be in listening to this. And we know that, but as a general rule, you know, we are looking to, um, turn the culture around, I would say. Mm -hmm. 
And so, so the vision statement that kind of we, we focus on is really to, to encourage and also equip families to pass on a godly legacy and experience, you know, the family as a blessing, it, the, as a blessing it was meant to be. Yeah. And so the question really is, well, what does it mean to leave behind a legacy, right? And so um, if you look at, if you talk to or listen to the majority of the world, they'll probably tell you that, well, financial success or fame, you know, um, those kinds of successes is really what, how you leave a legacy behind. But mm-hmm. if we just listen to scripture, you know, I mean, there's so many scriptures that, that would tell us completely differently. But specifically one of Proverbs, you know, it says in Proverbs 20, it says, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. And and this is really one of the verses that, that really spoke to us is that we want to raise kids um, who have integrity, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not wrong to leave a financial uh, legacy, we'll say. I mean, it's actually, you know, I think it's in Proverbs where I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, a godly man leaves an inheritance to his children. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so that it's not that it's wrong. It's just that what is the priority? If you only leave a financial legacy to your kids or, you know, if you work really hard and that's just not something that the Lord has for your family, there's no shame in that. But, you know, if you, if, if you focus on impressing his word into your family, then I believe that you will see the fruit over and over again. There's actually a a Mm -hmm. sermon series from our pastor who, uh, we know from Dallas, and it was just so incredible. I think you've always you always reference it, Manfred. That it's you know one of your very favorites. It's how to be rich. Yes, it is. And it's not you know rich in money, but I would encourage you to go look that up at Watermark Community Church. How to be rich. It is, and it's also on our website, devotedfamily.com, under the resource tab. I actually oh, yeah. put it on there, oh, just because it's, it's one of my good. favorite it's ones. It's one of one of the best ones. So it go is. to go to our website. Yeah, and it's awesome. You'll find it there. Um, but like Crystal was saying. Um, Another verse that, that just really comes to mind in, in terms of family and, and children, um, often in our society, we, we hear that children are a burden and that they are a lot of work, um, they are which a lot they of are, work. <laughs> <laughs> but not a burden. rarely do we talk about what a blessing they are, you know, and, and Psalms clearly states, you know, it says, behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth, you know? And, I love that. and it's amazing. And, and Crystal references this all the time, you know? Yeah. Just, I mean, I love the thought of arrows in the hand of a warrior, because if you think about it, if you're going into battle and arrows are your weapon, like that's what you have. I mean, people always ask, well, how many kids are you guys going to have? Or, you know, how many kids should we have? Well, how many arrows do you want going into battle? That's mm-hmm. kind of the question for you to ask yourself. But, um, you know, we are so grateful to have one little arrow, but it's, it was really interesting just kind of looking into, okay, what are the characteristics of an arrow? Well, an arrow by itself is useless and or helpless. Like you're, you're not really going to, you know, do anything with it if you don't have the bow that you're not able to, or the archer to be able to shoot it. Um, and our children need us whether they realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And an arrow also goes where you aim it. So are, you know, are we, pointing our kids in a specific direction. 
Um, an arrow also can provide life, food, protection, blessing, or great pain and destruction. So it depends on, you know, again, how you're using and pointing that arrow. And then it can also be traced back to the warrior that shot it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and, you know, generations, there is a generational sin that yeah. happens there. That's so good. Yeah, we love that image of, of an arrow. Um, so, but then the question that we ask ourselves is, how do we really leave a legacy like this, you know? And and so we came up with these five Fs, you know, that, that are really just close to us. And that's five Fs, yes, because we just thought it was catchy. <laughs> Very catchy. But the, the five Fs really are faith, and they are in order of priority and importance. So number one, the most important is your, is your our faith then family, friends, fitness, and finances. And at the risk of the person who just sat there and said, you can't put God in a box and like as a checklist, we <laughs> know that, we know that. But faith in the sense of like, you know, your spiritual disciplines. Obviously, this whole um, mm-hmm. this whole devoted family ministry is a ministry, and everything that you do should encompass Christ, and He's the center of it all. So, yeah, and that's why. So, number one, faith is definitely the most important one of them because, like Crystal said, it does encompass the remaining um, aspects in really every aspect of our life. Um, and so, every decision we as people make, we we make as a direct result of our worldview, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, Romans 10 talks about it, you know, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so one of the things that we try to do daily is, is just dive into the word, you know, and, and read and learn and pray through it, you know, and study, study as much of it as we can. Yeah. And we don't do that perfectly, obviously. And, you know, but that is, I mean, pretty our... close. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But uh, you know, I mean, that, but our, that was just a joke. Our goal, our goal is, you know, um, and I mean, we do, we, we most of the time have our, our daily devotions, mm-hmm. but you know, just what does it look like, you know, being in God's word, um, praying, you know, just, are you part of a church? Are you part of all of these things? And we will go into more detail on all of these. We're just going to give a high level overview of each of the F's that mm-hmm. make up devoted family for now, but yeah. that is obviously the most important. And so one more aspect of faith is really understanding that it does fall into a couple of categories because you have like your personal faith, yeah. you know, your relationship with the Lord. Um, but then you also have faith within your family, you know, how do you disciple your kids? How do you invest mm-hmm. in your marriage? How do you invest in your kids individually? But then you have a third kind of component to it, which is how do you invest in the people outside your home, you know, so in your local church and evangelism and, and things of that sort. So mm-hmm. um, we'll definitely dive into faith on its own um, because there's a lot one can talk about. Yeah. And then uh, the second F is family. So this they kind of all overlap, which you'll see, and that's okay with us. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if we're hashtagging different topics, then, you know, we will probably hashtag a few of them and different uh, in particular talks, but so if you can't lead yourself via personal faith, then it'll be really hard to lead your family. So that's why this is kind of the second one that it trickles mm-hmm. down from your personal relationship. So our family forms our primary relationships while we're on earth and it's our primary ministry and responsibility. And, you know, we see that in God's word where he is very focused on the household And um, specifically, there was a verse that I found in Acts 16, and it was 31 through 34. And um, 
It says, and they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he Mm -hmm. had believed in God. That is such a beautiful and long passage, but um, man, it's just so cool how you see that salvation even is so tied to to the household and Mm -hmm. the family. And um, yeah, Yeah. God really puts emphasis on caring for the family. He really does. Um, And and that being said, that's why I think that the primary relationship in in our family should be your marriage, right? It's a priority above your relationship with your kids. (laughs) And yeah, we, we talk about this a lot because a lot of people... I mean, get divorced because they focus so much on their kids, you know. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll dive into this as well. But I think the other aspect of a family is just kids, you know. What an opportunity to invest in them, whether you adopt them or whether you have your own biological kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an opportunity where you get to disciple them at your home and they can watch you live out what you preach to them every single day. And I will say on this that um, many times the healthiest thing that you can do to disciple your kids is to show them a healthy marriage. 100%. 100%. That's so good. Um, number three is going to be really friends. Um, really, it also could be called community. But that doesn't start with an F, so it it's friends. Yes. <laughs> and so while this is definitely a secondary um, relationship to your family, um, being the first, the primary relationship, this is critical to to support your primary relationship with your family. Yeah. Have you ever seen the families? You might be that this family where you get so focused on the things going on inside of your little unit. Well, um, that is kind of, you know, toxic, I think, to yeah. uh, the ministry. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at most um, of the healthiest, the healthiest people in general, I think, just live in enclosed, transparent, and and authentic community, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, with other believers specifically, because, I mean, scripture again, you know, Proverbs 27, 17, you know, it says iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. And this is a huge topic that, that is every church meeting and every time people talk about community groups, you know, this is addressed, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. you know, to, to live an authentic community with other believers. So we will definitely be discussing this um, in, in its own own podcast. Yeah, and probably a lot of them. Um, yeah. Okay, and then the next F is fitness. So yes, we went there, but we place a little bit too um, small of an emphasis on how we take care of our bodies. Honestly, I think that we, we separate it from the spiritual many times that we just kind of say, oh, well, I was made this way, which... Um, I, I will just say personally that this is, and of course I'm speaking about it because I'm the female. So, um, there's a little (laughs) bit different mindset that you can even get into. And this overlaps with marriage because we know that that can be a big issue. And even just, um, you know, I think that we've talked about like the difference in mindset Mm -hmm. around fitness and body image of men and women and, you know, how to address it if someone's slacking in an area lovingly and how do you... Uh, you know, find the motivation to do it yourself. So 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you, whom you have from God? 
You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. So there's no doubt that our body doesn't even belong to us and that he's given it to us. And we're, we're going to go into much more detail mm-hmm. about this, but fitness it just kind of, I don't know about you, but it leaks into everything that we do. Like, you know, if, if you aren't physically healthy, then it does affect if you're able to Definitely. wake up on time, if yes. you're able to focus on your quiet time, if you're able to treat your kids correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's so much that it touches and there's no denying that it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So no, it's, it's a huge, huge, um, area of importance in our lives for sure. But then lastly, we have finances. And really, this also could be resources. But once again, it doesn't start with an F. Gotta start with an F. Um, <laughs> and this, this is really about how are we uh, stewards, you know, of the things, of our resources, you know. And, and the way we classify resources is really in three main buckets, you know, which it either falls into our time that we've been given, into the treasure that the Lord has entrusted us with, or the talents that he's given us. And so we're just called to be wise and faithful stewards and being generous, you know, with these resources that he has entrusted us with. Um, So often, I mean, I think in this area, really, we just going to have to ask us a couple of hard questions, you know, I mean, are we generous with our time towards others? Or are we just rushing, you know, always in a rush to try to get to a goal, you know, that may not lead anywhere. Um, And I'm definitely guilty of this at times. Um, Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. And and so this is going to be an incredible area of where we can really dive into, well, how do we use finances as believers? How much do we spend? Um, how much do we save? How much do we give? Um, not just of our finances, but also of time and our talent. And this is definitely one of my favorite areas, um, just because I love um, the finances and the idea of using them to really make a difference in the world, um, especially for the kingdom. But one, one still has to be wise and, and careful that one doesn't, doesn't fall into the trap of um, just, just becoming a slave to money. You know, I mean, if you look at Timothy 6.17, you know, he says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Um, and this is just definitely um, an area of struggle for me coming from a, a very poor country, you know, um, but we will get into a lot more details around this. Yeah, I was going to say coming from Africa versus growing up a typical little American kid, you know, we have some fun stories for you guys, but we really, really are passionate about all of these areas. Um, and, you know, I would like to nominate one more F. Yes. Fun. <laughs> so it's unofficial. We have five F's, but uh, I'm it's just a secret, saying the secret, f- the secret F's. one. If you listened to this whole podcast, one day we may do like a a Quizlet, yeah, or some kind of competition, and say if you can tell us the sixth F, people say that's a trick question. You'll say nope, it's fun. It is um, fun. So we are going to share some fun with y'all, and so just stick with us as we kind of do this thing called life and family and parenting and marriage, mm-hmm. um, something that is so common to the world. Like I feel like so many people are going through it, yet everyone kind of feels like they're on their own little journey, and so maybe we just take away a little bit of the mystery of it. But we're so excited that y'all chose to listen to us and um, chat with us and we want to hear back from you. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening in and we're excited to to go on a journey with you um, and explore, you know, what, what the Lord has called the family to look like. Um, and we'll take scripture as a basis, you know, and see 
um, maybe we'll find out where our perspective is skewed in certain areas, you know, but ultimately we want to take scripture and, and pray through, through all these difficult, you know, conversations. Um, and ultimately just, you know, get to, get to the bottom of how he has designed family to, to be a blessing for us. Yeah. Well, with that, we are excited to see you in our next podcast. And before we go, we just want to pray for you guys. So, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that every listener, every family, God, would be blessed and that there would be just an abundance of hope, no matter the situation, whether they are in a 10 out of 10 place or a zero out of 10 place on the happiness Mm -hmm. scale. God, I pray that you would use the words from our mouths to be glorifying to you, God, and encouraging to the body. And Lord, I pray that anything that is not of you would be dropped and forgotten in Jesus name. Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you that we are able to do this life together with other people. And we are excited for what you're doing in our country and in the world. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Okay, guys. All right. See you next time. See you soon. If you enjoyed this discussion and want to support Devoted Family, you can do that by rating us on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends and family. If you're exploring who Jesus is and what it would look like to follow Him, we're so glad you're here. The gospel is simple. The Bible isn't a rule book that you've got to obey in order to earn the love of God. It's about God's rescue mission. God created people to enjoy Him. But people think they don't need God to enjoy life. God is wise, perfect, light and love. When people try to live without Him, they many times choose hatred and darkness. But God doesn't leave us there. He made provision for our sin in such a way that He can still be holy and just, yet also rescue those He loves. He sent Jesus, who claimed to be God, to be the perfect sacrifice as payment in our place. Our world and calendar pivot on Him, God made Him obvious to us when He brought Jesus back to life. This was how God showed that He has the power to deliver us from the cost of sin, which is death. God isn't mad at you. He loves you and wants you to know Him so that you can have life. If you believe this for the first time today or simply want to know more, visit devotedfamily.com forward slash gospel for next steps.